happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine, how you doing? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet wiener. But listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome aboard. Happy to have you. It's the live fire fun and frivolity show. Getting ready to be frivolous at any second. Still to come on this show, Ed Riley, in about seven or eight minutes from now. Open segment after that. So if you want to jump in, use the phone number or email, and we'll fit you in where we can get you in. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat, slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitch, slash RD Rempe on YouTube. I believe all video has been restored on those various platforms, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this Friday, if you can believe it, episode 154. We're too shy of three whole years. This one takes you back to December 1st of 2010. Ten years ago, I debuted what ended up being the first and only steak roundtable show. This was a play on the very famous and popular barbecue roundtables I was doing at the time. Making up the steak panel, people you may or may not have ever heard about in your whole life. For instance, how about this guy, Chris Finney? Remember Chris Finney? How about this guy? Number two on the dais, Brian Pollock. Anyone? Rounding it out, Chuck Dorak. Do those live fire experts ring a bell? I remember who Chris Finney is. Finney and I go way back. A lot of jokes with Chris Finney, especially when it came to the message forums. I originally met Chris Finney when he was on the Weber Smoky Mountain or a virtual Weber Bullet, along with a handful of other guys. When I started my message forum, I said, hey, we're starting our own gang over here on this part of the internet. And he was one of the many that came over. I uh, split time, but I think eventually... If you were a Barbecue Central Forum member, you ended up staying there because it was pretty cool things happening back then. So I, I remember Chris Finney. To this day, I remember Chris Finney. He took part in some very early podcast shows. I think he was in a ribs roundtable with Meathead at one point many, many, many years ago, uh, 13 years ago maybe at this point. So that's Chris Finney. The other two guys, man, I am ashamed to say this. And I am saying this with peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. With peace and love. I'm warning you with peace and I'm love. I'm warning you. I have no idea why I would have had Brian Pollock or Chuck Dwarak. I don't know. The names don't ring a bell 10 years later. Chris Finney rings a bell. But Chuck Dwarak and Brian Pollock... I couldn't sit here and begin to explain why I would have had them on. But I say that with peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. By the way, as we say peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. This day, many, many moons ago, uh, John Lennon was shot and killed by some kook out there in New York City. And I believe there's a John Lennon that is in the chat room. So, John, I know it's obviously not the same guy. Peace and love to Brian Pollock and Chuck Dorek. Again, I have no idea why I had them on. They're just not resonating with me, as Chris Finney's name is. Guys, Brian and Chuck, if you still listen to the show, why did I have you on? Let me know. Maybe you wrote in. Maybe I asked for participants. I don't remember. Also, just to follow up on mask updates from last week, the masks that I had had allotted for those that originally asked for me to send them to you hit the mail this past Thursday. So if you haven't 
received them yet. You should get them shortly. They were sent out first class. Obviously, send me a picture with it on. I will flash them up on the show whenever you send them to me. Also, share them all over your social media channels so you can support the show. Blah, blah, blah. All right, here we go. Let's go ahead and show the knives since we didn't have them last week. I will start off. Do I want to go to product cam? I think I do. Let me get the right camera up here. Go to product cam. All right, first out of the gate. May I introduce to you the 4-inch paring knife? Yes. Love music here. Look at this bad boy. Right there. Will it focus in on that? There it is. Sam the Cooking Guy, a 4-inch paring knife gracing the cutting stage here. And it's got a very nice wood handle. Good weight. Fits good. I mean, I have really big hands. You know what that means? I got big feet. It fits nice in my hands. Sturdy. Nice tang. And if you look at the butt, look who we got. It's not going to focus. Come on. Come on. Is it really not going to focus? There it is. Look at that guy. That's Sam the cooking guy right there. How about that? Yeah, Sam. There he is. On the butt of every knife. So this is your four-inch paring knife. Yes. All right. And now, coming to the main stage, it's the bread knife. Eight-inch offset. What does offset mean? Right here, drops down, offset. It's not just coming straight out. Right, nice. You tell Sam's a left-hander because the logo is on the uh, right-hand side if you're looking down at it on the right-hand side. And again... We got Sam's face. He's there, believe me. Oh, sucks. But again, nice, great, nice, uh, nice handle right there. Beautiful. Sam the Cooking Guy logo. And now coming to the main stage. Eight-inch chef's knife. Oh yeah, look at that. Oh boy. Sam logo or the Sam. Uh, Signature on there, 8-inch chef's knife. Once again, you got the uh, face on the back. Super comfy. Some kind of wood handle. Really nice in my hand here. So I can chop and stab people if I want. And then, last but certainly not least, the knife that started it all in the collection, ladies and gentlemen. May I introduce to you the 7-inch Nakiri knife. That's right. Coming to you here at the main stage right there. It's got these things that keep food from sticking on them. I'm sure there's a very technical term that I don't know. Once again, we have the uh, nice wood handle. We got Sam's uh, logo face right there. Still not focusing on that for some reason, but again, really nice in the hand. Ready to rocket shot, so... Go to uh, Make America Cook Again. That's the website for you to purchase those. They're all in stock right now. I don't think there's a set of all four, but you can get the bread knife and the chef's knife and the paring knife is three. You'd have to buy the the Kiri separate, I believe. But He sent me all four, so guess what? Uh, I win. No problem. All right, uh, we couldn't do that last week because the FedEx guy said that he was showing up last Tuesday, but it was a lie, and it took him two extra days to show up, so I had just gotten them on a Friday evening, believe it or not. So uh, I told Sam I would get them on the air, and we're ready to go. Uh, Ed Riley is in the green room, so we will get to him here in just a second, but I will talk to you quickly about our friends over at Pits and Spits since 1983. Handcrafting smokers and grills in Houston, Texas. In that time, Pits and Spits establishing itself as one of the premier brands in high-quality offset smokers and, more recently, pellet cookers. Pits and Spits setting itself apart by using heavy 7- and 10-gauge steel in every cooker. Fully welded construction you can feel when you use the unit. 
three or four stainless roll top lid and a shelf on every single cooker. Why does that matter? Well, by using higher quality materials, pit to spit smokers reach and maintain uh, maintain temperatures, allowing you to worry more about the meat than the heat and providing a fully welded smoker. You don't have to worry about grease and smoke leaking out of the barrel or the grill rattling apart as you move it through the backyard. And by using 304 stainless, you're getting an heirloom quality product that you can pass down to your kids. Now, where some companies are cheaping out as the low-cost provider, Pits and Spits focuses on craftsmanship and quality, materials. Are there cheaper ways to make these things? Absolutely. But Pits and Spits doesn't like tack welds, cheap stainless electronics that you can't trust. Having in-house manufacturing gives them complete control of the design and standards. Not something you're finding with stuff being brought in from overseas. A steel supplier supply material to be used in some of the harshest environments across the country so you know they're going to be performing when you get them. And their controllers are made right here in the States. So they have unimpeded transparency into the programming. Bottom line, Pits and Spits has a dealer network across the country. But if there's one close to you, call them. As for Koi, set them up. 844-650-6250. Or their backyard grill master looking to cook steaks for the family or your competitor looking to cook 50 racks of ribs. They have a product for you. Check them out at their website, Pits and Spits, all spelled out. Or you can see their Pits of the Wild across all the social media handles at Pits and Spits. I think Jess Pryles is giving a pellet cooker away. I don't know if that contest is still running, but I believe I saw that a couple days ago. So hit up Jess's Instagram or Twitter, whatever. See if you can get in on that Pits and Spits giveaway. In the meantime, we are setting up for Ed Riley from B&B Charcoal. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker. Most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet. Currently available in two sizes with a host of accessories. Whether you're a beginner or professional, definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. And our first guest in the second hour, Director of Sales and Marketing for B&B Charcoal, leading manufacturer of charcoal products on the market today. And one of the newest sponsors of this show as we look forward to working with them in 2021 as well. If you're not familiar with the B&B story, we'll get to that. And we'll also talk about lump and briquettes. So let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome first-timer to the show, Ed Riley. Hey, Ed. Before we get into the history of B&B, um, can you do a little tell us about yourself, uh, where you're from, and uh, perhaps what you did, if you did anything else uh, prior to going to work for B&B? Well, that's a, that's a long question. I, prior to B&B, I was with Weber Grills for about 20 years and was, a, um, I guess, a territorial manager in the southeast oh. and uh, um, worked with uh, the Home Depot and the Lowe's and A stores, just getting Weber set up and just kind of taking care of business with Weber. Prior to that was Charbroil and prior to that was Sunbeam. So wow. I worked in a, a variety of different manufacturer reps um, along the way. So definitely background is more in the manufacturing end, more the sales uh, but uh, the past year and a half, I've been with B and B. I've gotten into uh, into the competition and the barbecuing side, so it's been a, it's been a lot of fun, it's been a fun ride. When you were with the various grill manufacturers, did you see a trend where the live fire aspect had? I mean, we've always been grilling in the backyards. I don't think there's any question about that. But you know, over the last ten years or so, did you start to see that trend really start to? kick up where people were either upgrading from the piece of crap grills that they would normally have or to the point where they're starting to add multiple cookers so live fire you mean charcoal and lump definitely so i guess um you know in the 50s that's when the covered grill and weber and pk and the haze bakes they started covering the grill prior to that if you thought it was an open brazier and then once they started covering the cooking in the 50s um you know, that it kind of upped the game and that went all the way to the sixties when they came out with gas and then charcoal was look at like, uh, you know, kind of like the, uh, old way of doing things and gas was a new way of doing it. So charcoal cooking nearly died in the seventies. I mean, it was mm-hmm. tough for anybody, 
you look at the people who produce grills, it was all gas and, you know, and, you know, high flames um, really started, you know, I guess charcoal sales were, you know, somewhere between five to 7% of Weber sales throughout most of the, I'd say 90 and then maybe in the 2000s. And then about 2005, I think that's when the live fire cooking started having a renaissance and coming back. Um, you know, it's, it's, charcoal puts the flavor in it gas ultimately is it has no odor no taste it does nothing for your food so the charcoal and the pure started coming back in um and and then it's been you know it's been good because i think uh you know the flavor that the the flavor profiles that you put in with charcoal add to you know add add to the to the craft and and if you go out to any major city now the barbecue out there is out just just awesome all the different profiles they put in there and everything they put on the grill just you put something outside and you cook it it just tastes better ed riley joining us here on the show the director of sales and marketing for b&b so how did you get together with b&b well probably i guess about um the end of january of last year weber um de-emphasized training a little bit i probably shouldn't have said that too loud but uh and then my that was part of what i did was went around to home depot and lowe's and responsible for doing in-store training and that type of thing. Um, they went more for, I guess, online marketing. Everybody's going online now. And uh, I found myself looking for a job. So just reached out to some networks and people I knew and uh, came across uh, B&B looking for, looking for a sales position. And that's how, I, that's how I got here. For the folks that aren't familiar with B&B, I've known uh, about B&B for years, became a little bit more intimately familiar when I was down at the uh, NBBQA thing in Fort Wayne, probably going on three or four years ago at this point. They had a really big presence out there. A lot of the teams that were doing the steak cooks were using B&B briquettes or a mix of B&B briquettes and lump, and that was where I was actually seeing the rubber hit the road. What's the backstory or the history of B&B charcoal? B&B's been around since 1961. It's a second, right now it's a second generation family-owned business. And they just make charcoal different. Uh, they they approach it not as a mass commodity as much as it as as a craft. Uh, you know, trying to produce a quality thing. And that's one thing I learned. You know, like working with Weber um, and now working with B and B. Quality matters. Not all charcoal is made the same. Uh, charcoal briquettes are a manufactured product, so you've got to pay attention what people put in those products that you get. And the smoke that rises up from the charcoal briquette lands on your food so it makes a difference what your what's your food a lot of people say that the uh your fuel or your the, you know the charcoal that you use is the last ingredient that you put on your food but it's the first flavor you taste because you're smelling it before you even eat it and just like if you're getting quality meat or quality rubs and spices you need a quality fuel and you look in the ingredients of what's in some of the other bags out there and you'll find a variety of things that that you might not uh not want to put in your you know put in your system but with ours, it's 100% oak char in our briquettes, and then our, uh, our lump is is species specific. So it's uh, you know you get your oak, your hickory, your mesquite, or your chibacha wood. That's the um, the axe breaker wood, uh, the Argentina hard oak from uh, South America. So those that that makes a difference because it's like I said, it's a taste that lands on your food, and it makes a difference. And let's talk a little bit about. 2020 it's been a year unlike most of us have ever seen unless you're really old and you've been through some of the other big health scares pandemics and so forth one of the things that i you see trending over the course of these last nine months is if you were in food service a lot of people were taking it in the shorts closing down uh, whether it be for a short term or perhaps they were closing down uh for good Uh, some of the best luck stories of restaurants have been those in the barbecue and grilling world because they were already positioned to be kind of fast casual go in or we're doing a lot of pickup business however outside of that all the other sectors of live fire have had banner years people were staying home they were buying more cookers they were buying more fuel they were buying more gadgets they were buying more grills it's been a a record to the good uh, unlike uh, times we haven't seen in recent memory has B&B also been a unwitting benefactor of, of this as well? Are you having trouble keeping stock and, and stuff on the shelves? So, yeah, it's, it's uh, the best and worst of times. Of uh, course, people yeah. staying home and there's a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people hurting out there and we certainly, our heart goes out to them, but because a lot of people are staying home, they're having more time to cook out. And um, we've seen an increase of over 60% demand in our product. Wow. 
Um, we've, we've responded by increasing production. We've put new charcoal lines in. We've probably raised our production about 40%. We've selling, we are selling more charcoal this year than we've ever have. It's a record year for us. However, the shelves are still bare because people, I think it's about a 60% increase in demand for our product. So when you go in, you see a lot of bare spouts there, but it's, it's not a production issue. There have been hiccups along the way. Um, you know, Corona has closed a bagging plant down or maybe closed a factory down for two weeks. So there has been interruption in the supply chain. But, uh, you know, overall, we're made more charcoal and sold more charcoal this year than ever before. And I hope that that trend continues. I hope people will continue to enjoy outdoor cooking. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a very inviting activity. When you cook out, you know, you're not just cooking for yourself. You're cooking for your family and friends. And uh, I'd, I'd rather live in a neighborhood where you've got 100 people cooking out uh, when you drive in uh, on the weekends or during the week, then a hundred people sitting inside watching watching the news. So it's 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 hopefully it's just a it's it's a trend that's going to keep on going. We have had a great year, and and I hope a lot of your listeners have been uh, you know are doing well and, and and maybe taking some of their barbecue levels up a notch. When you talk about you know increase in production, there's that fine line that you have to ride, especially as we get into pressing into 2021. Let's assume that this vaccine rolls out and some kind of normal life returns, uh, whether it be through springtime or at some point during the summer. You don't want to scale up. Uh, I mean, I, I only have experience in production on the heavy-duty truck side. You know, two years prior to this year, they were the two biggest years ever. Uh, Peter Bilt was, for instance, was building uh, almost 200 trucks a day at their Denton, Texas facility. But you know at some point that's going to correct itself. So how do you measure where to start bringing or, or walking that production back because you're not going to be making 200 trucks a day from here on out? Uh, similarly, yeah. in, in, uh, in charcoal, you could make as much charcoal as you could possibly make and probably still not have enough today. But when you look into six months or 10 months from now, what does that look like and how do you work that business aspect? Well, the crystal ball, our capital investments have been paramount this year. We definitely have added more to it. We've changed our distribution methods a little bit um, where, you know, we, we're housing things a little differently. Uh, prior, everything was going to, you know, a central location. And now now we're able to, um, I guess, streamline that a little differently. So, uh, you know, we're, that's that's. I guess a little proprietary that, you know, letting people know what we're doing, you know, behind the scenes. That's, I don't know how much I can talk about and how much I can't, but, you know, we're certainly positioning ourselves. So going forward, uh, we're not going to be in a just in time inventory. We're definitely going to have some backstock. And that brings it up a little bit because BNB uses fresher wood um, and fresher or, you know, properties in wood makes properly seasoned charcoal cats and lump charcoal. If you store wood for three or four years, you're going to have a drier product. And um, the, the, I guess when it comes down to it, the density of our lump and the density of our briquettes are, are noticed when people pick it up. They're heavier. Uh, that means they're going to burn longer. They're going to burn hotter and they're going to create less ash and give you more authentic wood smoke flavor. Um, that's that you got to balance that. You don't want to store charcoal for three or four years. Um, most of our charcoal is, it's, it's a hand selected process that we, we take from private farmers and we, we go ahead and make it, you know, pretty much when we get it, uh, it's, it's not stored for years and years, like, like some of the other charcoal manufacturers do. And, and that, that's what makes a difference. Um, trying to segue a little bit into our products where a lot of people are asking why, why our lump burns longer, why with more flavor. Simply, if you get a charcoal chip chimney and you fill it with our and you get petition lump ours is going to take up less space in that chimney um that's the density we speak of that's because it's properly seasoned yes we put it in the kilns and the kilns you know carbonize 99.9 percent or maybe it's like 90 point you know 99.9 might be a little over estimate but not all the charcoal is kiln evenly so you still have some of those cell membranes and the linakin still left in the lump charcoal and that's what gives you the flavor Ed Riley joining me here on the show. BBCharcoal.com is the website. Uh, so let's go ahead and, and talk about uh, lump charcoal and uses that you would recommend or uh, scenarios that you'd use lump. I remember when I was first getting into it, the first cooker I ever had was Weber Smoky Mountain. So obviously I was more in the briquette side. Although 
you know, at that point, and that was, you know, 15 years ago, there were folks that had talked about using lump charcoal in overnight cooks or for something a little hotter in Weber Smoky Mountains. But by and large, the market was using some kind of a briquette because there was consistency and you knew you could get longevity out of those as well. Uh, from a lump standpoint, uh, what sets yours apart um, outside of things that you had mentioned and why would I want to consider using lump in certain situations versus briquettes? That's the eternal question. Lump versus briquette. Um, yeah, always. In, in, yeah, for, for the longest time, it was the briquettes. Uh, probably, I think, I, I want to say the, the big green egg folks really brought lump into a higher uh, a higher awareness yeah. became a kind of an affinity brand to get. And they were charging twice as much for their lump, but it made a difference. Uh, their lump had, uh, you know, the proper smoke profiles in it. And it created an awesome tasting food on, on the ceramic grills that they sold. And that brought everybody along. I mean, when, when they started selling, I mean, when I was working with Weber, I, I know some A stores that were selling 40 pallets of big green egg charcoal a year. And that, that's incredible amount of, of charcoal. Uh, and that brought in a lot of competition. Now, BNB had always been, it's more, more of a regional thing. It was, you know, since 1961, they've been in Texas, but the biggest problem was shipping charcoal. It's just, you know, a $10 bag of charcoal would cost 12 bucks to mail. So, you know, getting distribution on charcoal, you had to charge more for your charcoal. And Big Green Egg really set the precedent, I think, of making that, um, you know, making that a financial, it makes it financial sense the way they were doing it. Uh, the big difference with our lump charcoal, and so you read, your listeners know, lump is, is, I've got an example here. Lump is basically a piece of wood that they take from the woods and they make, there, I don't know if you can see it right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it looks like wood, right? You can still see the tree rings in there. Um, this is, it's no additives. Is. That's why people like the lump. It's a hundred percent natural. There's nothing that's added to it. And I'll take one thing further. When we do our lump, it is species specific. So when you buy our oak lump, it's a hundred percent oak. Our hickory is a hundred percent hickory. Mesquite's a hundred percent mesquite. And then the chibacha wood, that's our Texas extra large, is a hundred percent chibacha wood. Why that makes a difference is consistency in the BTUs. Oak has a different BTU than mesquite than than does hickory. So having that consistency with the BTUs gives your gives your cooks a more consistent timing on their cook. Second thing is the smoke profile. The smoke that comes off hickory is going to taste different than the smoke that comes off mesquite, right. and the smoke that comes off oak is going to taste different. Having different hardwoods in the mix is going to give you a mix of smoke taste. A lot of large manufacturers have a bag of mixed hardwoods. That means every time you go to that bag, you're going to have a different smoke profile coming off of it and a different heat. Uh, you got to work with your heat a little bit differently. They all will burn a high, uh, you know, a high heat, a radiant heat, but the radiant heat off a of lump oak is going to be different than radiant heat off of a lump hickory. And that's why it's important to have species specific lump. Places to use a lump is, is, is um, it lights quicker. Uh, it, it it, it has a higher surface temperature. Some lumps burn up to 1,200 degrees on the surface of the, of the, of the lump. Um, it, it's, um, it's pure, so you get just a pure smoke flavor off of it. Uh, and, and, and that's the cons are that it breaks up a little bit more in the, in the bag when you're shipping it. Um, you know, it, it burns quicker. Uh, so those are some of the downsides for it. So depending on what you're cooking, if you if you want something that you don't have to add a lot of charcoal to and that can cook in a you know three or four hour period of time, your lump is going to be your best bet. You move to the briquettes. The briquette, like I said, is a manufactured thing. We make ours from our fines. It's called a fines from our lump. So after our lump process is done, we clean the machines and we use those smaller pieces of oak char to make our oak briquettes. Mm. And that's why they burn longer because there's no fillers in it. It's not made with sawdust. It's not made with leaves or other type of, um, there's a lot of inorganic things that some of the larger manufacturers use like lime and mica. Um, we don't put any, you know, any other fillers in ours. So it's going to give you a pure smoke flavor off the briquette and burn longer. Uh, the briquettes are going to burn longer. They're going to burn more consistent, take a little longer to light. So, you know, depending on what you need when you're cooking, it's going to depend on your fuel source. Uh, I think, I mean, I look at charcoal, whether it's lump or briquettes, kind of like in your kitchen, whether you're using a microwave or a toaster or an oven, depends <laughs> on what you're cooking and what your time frame is to what you want to use. I would suggest having a little bit of both on hand, uh, you know, to, to give you those the flexibility to either to cook the long, slow things or the shorter, faster things with the briquettes. So let me ask you this question. I was uh, about a year ago, I was down in Louisville, Kentucky uh, at the owner of the Pit Barrel Cooker's house and we were doing 
steaks. Obviously, pit barrel cookers were all around his deck there that we were using. And he had he was using a mixture of B&B lump and B&B briquettes. And he said that he was getting you know some extra heat from the lump, but then he was also getting that consistent heat from the briquettes, also a little bit longevity. So when we did the steaks, those were obviously going to be quicker, and then he'd put something on that maybe was a little thicker, was going to take a little bit more time, and he didn't worry that he was going to be running out of fuel. Do you know a lot of folks that will mix the two and burn at the same time? That's a real pro move right there. I've seen people use – we also have another charcoal product called Charlog, which is an excreted char that's about three times. Okay, so you probably use that oh, one. Oh, yeah, I love it's it. It's about three times the density of the briquette. I've seen people use three or four of different products, you know, where they use the char logs as the base to keep the heat. There's not a lot of smoke that comes off that. Then they'll put the lump on top of the char logs, and then they'll put chunks on top of that. Um, very similar to the way people layer flavors on on the briskets or the, or the ribs. They'll add different types of spices. You can add smoke profiles on it, too. A lot of people like to finish with a cherry or an apple. Um, that gives it, you know, especially like a lot, a lot of times with ribs, they'll, they'll put that the, the sauce on it and they'll tack it up with the end with a fruit wood. So you have a multiple of smoke flavors on the outside of it. And that's, it's even more important to use quality ingredients because you're actually going to consume those ingredients. You're going to taste that cherry. You're going to taste those apples, um, that, you know, along with the hickory or the yolk that goes in it. So, you know, your, your charcoal is a fuel source, of course, but it's also an ingredient. So you do definitely want to keep, you know, your heat consistent and, you know, the char logs or the briquettes are going to give you consistency, but then you go into some of the other, you know, less refined wood to give you more of that smoke profile. Um, and, and, you know, with the 25 different types of wood that's out there, you can have an infinite, you know, you, you could create your own unique smoke profile, you know, and, and, and nobody could duplicate it. If you, you know, timing is another thing too. When you put those chunks on there, when you put that additional smoke layer on there has everything to do with the smoke flavor too. So yeah, using multiple different heat sources can give you a, a, a deeper depth of flavor profile. Uh, and from a purchasing standpoint, uh, I find uh, I can get like char logs and the briquettes over at my local ace about five minutes from my house. Where are the best retailers for folks to, to go grab some B&B if they haven't tried it yet? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, so that's that when, when, uh, when you talk about where to purchase, that's right down my alley. I, I, we try to get these pro- products into the stores. Ace is, is, um, is the, the, the best national place right now to get it. Um, Ace Warehouse has all of our products in there. Um, the local Ace, that's the tricky part. Local Aces are independently owned, and they might not even know that the B&B product is in the warehouses, but the warehouses should be stocked, and you can go to ace.com, and I think it's acehardware.com, order your product, and they'll deliver it to that Ace store. Yep. You do that a couple of times, and that manager of that Ace store probably will start stocking it, so it'll make your job easier. But they do offer free delivery from the warehouse to the local Ace, and I believe Ace says 90% of America lives within 20 miles of an Ace store, so that's probably the most convenient. We're in some other places called uh, maybe um, Murdoch's. We're in um, Rural King. We're in uh, you know the, uh, you know out in the Midwest area, um, but probably the most you know the largest national footprint is going to be Ace. We're also in Academy stores, and if the folks are listening in Texas, we're in you know 25 different you know retail places in Texas. Uh, you know everything from Kroger to Albertsons to Tom Thumbs to Bucky's. Uh, Brookshire Brothers, uh, and a lot of independents, too. Uh, are, are there other, we can obviously go in depth on more product uh, through the lines that you guys have, but are there other uh, non-charcoal products that you have as well? Like, do you do pellets or yeah, wood chunks B&B. or splits or something like that? B&B makes over 70 different types of fuel. Um, you know, the, our primary thing that we have is our lump charcoal, um, which we have you know, but seeing the different sizes we have and the different varieties, about 12 of those. But we have lump charcoal, we have the briquettes, and then the uh, the briquettes have, you know, another subcategory is the char logs. And then we do have pellets. We have chips and chunks. We have wood splits. We have firewood, wow. fire starters, rubs. We have sauces. Um, and 
That's about it. <laughs> so, but that does cover a lot of different products there. And I'd love to come on and talk about our pellets at another time. They're made different as well. All right. Uh, and that has, a you know, a lot of people are in pellets nowadays, but we can venture to that. I, I don't have any pellets example in front of me, but I do have some charcoal. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to show up very well. Let me see. No, it's not going to work. Yeah, we can see it. You see? Yep. You, yeah, it's hard to see. All right. So what I was going to show you is, this is a B and B briquette, and just a normal. You know, I don't like. I don't know if you can see that. Hold them up a little higher there. There you go. Yep. All right, so yeah, you can so see the size difference between the two. No doubt. All right, so and then if you felt it, you'd feel the weight difference of it too. The the B and B one, of course, it's got the B on it. It's a little slow. Yep. And it's got. Um, I'm doing this all wrong. <laughs> And that those those grooves act as a way to keep the air vented over it because if it's a solid thing, uh, Royal Oak invented that groove. This is a Royal Oak piece. They invented that groove so you can get the the you know different surface area so it doesn't smother itself out when it's stacked on top of each other. Right. But that's what our grooves act as well as too. And then this is um, this is another. This is a competition the closest closest one to ours. But you can see how even ours is still a little bit bigger than yep. that one. Yep. Uh, but I mean, in, in this case, it's also heavier too. You could feel the weight difference. Um, like I said, not all charcoals made the same. Having you know more pure products, I think, give ours a better, you know, allows better taste profile in your food. They burn burn for a longer period of time. They burn hotter. Ash is another big thing because we don't have a lot of fillers in ours. So this this briquette only ends up to about two percent ash, where this one will have about forty percent ash. Yeah, right. Ash build up with a lot of things in your char and you know. If you have a barrel or a kettle or something, it takes up the volume of air in the bottom of it. Plus, you got to clean it out. Um, because we don't have a lot of unusual ingredients in it, it's going to burn cleaner than some of the competition goes, that, that what they have out there. Um, so when you guys were burning, I guess with your, um, if, if, if you're using the, the, the barrels, having a combination of different woods in there, when that created the smoke profile, did you guys... Um, you were able to probably do different types of meat on the same one, I'd imagine. Yeah, so we did, uh, you know, a bunch of different cuts of steak uh, uh, the first time around, and then in the next round of cooks, we did uh, racks of lamb, which uh, that was the first time I had ever been exposed oh. to lamb, and they were absolutely spectacular. So the flavor it put on it, uh, the way the pit barrel cooked, everything matching up together, it was an uh, absolute home run, and now I'm a, a lamb guy all the way through. If you think about it, 99% of our existence, that's how we cook. We, you, you know, you got the meat and you put it over open fire. Gas and electricity are relatively modern conveniences. And again, I don't do much for the food. So having, you know, a good quality piece of meat cooked on good quality charcoal is going to make a world of difference. No doubt about it. We're talking with Ed Riley. He's the director of sales and marketing for B&B Charcoal. The website, of course, bbcharcoal.com and next time we'll talk about pellets and uh, some other items that you got but appreciate you taking the time to talk in depth about briquettes and lump and we'll do it again soon i appreciate your time greg thank you you got it there he is ed riley from b and b so if you have any questions head on over to the website and then of course hit up the local ace where you can get it right now that's where i got my char logs and b and b Briquettes. That's right. All right, we got an open segment coming up. So stay tuned for that. I see at least one lady sitting. I don't know we're going to have a crowd. I only have one microphone. That's going to be weird. Uh, head on over to BigPapaSmokers.com, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue and grilling. Curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies will get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. We have 13 perfectly balanced flavors of rubs and seasonings, popular money, uh, popular flavors like sweet money, cattle prod, cash cow, all proven winners on the competition circuit. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce, so if you're looking for a new go-to sauce that will please everybody, Granny's is the one to try. And they're selling cookers, we knew that. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out the Mac 2-Star General Pellet Cooker, Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers, try the Old Hickory Ace BP. It's the only charcoal smoker Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. 
If you don't know what grill you need, call them. 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop the website BigPopSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. All right, we are back to 162200966 or Greg at the BBQ Central Show. Com. Stick around. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, now, welcome back to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion brought to you by Smithfield. Head on over to smithfield.com. Get tips for your grilling cooking by Chris Lilly and Darren Worth and Ernest Cervantes and Childs Cridlin. Mouth-watering flavor and no artificial ingredients are the hallmarks of Smithfield fresh pork. Quite simple. Some of the finest pork money can buy. Head on over to smithfield.com. Also, smoking with smithfield.com if you want to jump in on that committed cooks program. All right. Joining me now for the opening segment. Uh, open segment. First is Bob Rempe. Hey, Bob. Hi. That's me. Maddie, get out of my chair. What a dupe. Oh, not much. All right. We'll go ahead and start cycling in all the I don't, ladies I don't, here. I can't see myself. Well, you don't need to see yourself. I'm but right I here. I want to. Can you see right there? No? I'm shiny like a diamond. Yeah, that's all right. Don't worry about that. So, back from school. Yes. Made it the whole semester. The whole thing. How many times were you quarantined on campus? Two. Two times. Wow. Yes, sir. Get that a little closer to your mouth there so we can hear you nice. And- Hello. Yep. Uh, all right. So, uh, but uh, still corona free, as it were? Yes. Right. I never caught it. How many people around you had it or that were totally infected to the 100%? Well, mm, two of my roommates had it while we were in school. One of them had it right before we came. And then there were some other people that I knew quite, quite a bit. Hmm. Yes. Was it uh, strictly related to the athletes, or were there NARPs that had it as well? NARPs had it too. What, is, what does NARP stand for for the folks that uh, aren't hip to the lingo? Non-athletic regular person. That's right. Woo! Not a NARP. Uh, and then how did uh, grades end up, or how were they ending up? Because you left like right before Thanksgiving, and then the deal was they weren't sending you back to finish out the semester, right? Right. So... I'm ending with three A's and three B's. Wow. Look at you. Yes. A super scholar, I might say. Yeah. And then no volleyball on the on the horizon, right? No. There no no season for fall sports in the spring. So sad. Yes. All right. So what are your plans then through the rest of this time as we get through towards the first of the year when would you go back like mid-january late, late january um the first day we can go back is january 15th all right so mid-january so as we work to that knowing that there isn't going to be any volleyball but we do have academics to attend to uh what are you going to be doing in the meantime <laughs> going to the gym yeah i was gonna refer to fergie <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know what that means i'll be up in the gym just so far <laughs> Don't think about Fergie. Then. <laughs> when you when you think about when you think about success, what comes to mind and why? Winning. Because, well, you're not successful if you don't win. Hmm. Want to play a lightning round before we cycle into the next? Yeah. Answer with a. Oh no! First one off the top of your head. We call this the "Would You Rather" game. God. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Would you rather have your most embarrassing photos posted on Facebook or accidentally fall in public and have that video go viral? <laughs> fall. All right. Uh, would you rather wear a onesie 24-7 for a year or horsehead costume for a month straight? <laughs> onesie. Onesie. Right. <laughs> would you rather put ketchup or ranch dressing on everything you eat? 
branch. Would you rather wear adult diapers the rest of your life or never wear underwear again? Never wear underwear. Oh, dear. I don't want to wear a diaper. And last one. Would you rather never be able to use search engines again or never use smartphone apps again? Like, you mean like Snapchat and Instagram? Smartphone apps. Or would you never, or would you rather never use search engines like the Google? I would rather never use a search engine. I knew that was going to be coming. Well, because I can have have other people look at it for me. Right. All right. There's Bob. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations for almost finishing the semester. Thank you. Shortly, we'll be there. Now uh, rolling in is the current freshman at Willoughby South High School. Marley Rampey is joining us at the bookcase. Hi. Actually, if you want to see, do I have that shot anywhere? I don't have that shot. Ready to roll here on my stream deck, but I have it right here. Now you look like you're in the middle of the our library, the mansion, right? Sure. That's right. All right. So what's going on as a freshman in a brand new high school? You've been in person somewhat. You've been out of person and or remote somewhat. How was your freshman year? It's been a freshman year like any unlike any other, I would imagine. I mean, it's been okay. I'd rather be in person than online. Do you know a lot of people that are infected? No. No? Do you just know a lot of people that have been quarantined because they've been close contacted? Yes. Yes. All right. Do you think that corona is fake? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right. Not fake. Uh, what do you think is going to happen at the turn of the year? Is the vaccine comes out do you think that people are going to be taking the vaccine or you think they're going to be tripped out by it and they don't want to they don't want to be the first ones because they think they're going to grow three heads and their arms are going to fall off or something like this i think people just want it to be over so they'll take it all right you're going to take it uh if i get it sure scared about growing a baby arm nope no nope would that be a welcome sure why not all right what else is going on not much we got jo season coming up Possibly. Potentially. Will that be a bummer if that was canceled? Yes. Guess who hasn't paid yet? Me. They might cancel the season because I'm being delinquent in my funds, but I learned last year not to pay up front. I knew all that. And who are you playing for this year? CVC. CVC. And what level are we at? National 2. Because we can play 15s again this year. Change the laws. So you're starting right where Bobby started her freshman year. CVC. Blue team, believe it or not. Yep. Wow, what are the chances? All right, uh, ready to play the lightning round? Short. All right, here we go. Would you rather spend a night in a dumpster or a porta potty? Dumpster. Right. Would you rather be handcuffed to the most annoying person you know for 24 hours or go camping with someone who likes you but you do not like back? Camping. Right. Would you rather be covered in bees or spiders? I'd rather die. You're, no, 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 no. Would you <laughs> rather be covered in bees or spiders? Spiders. All right. What are you talking? Would you rather be covered in bees or spiders? I will take death. Would you rather blow up 100 balloons or lick 500 envelopes? Blow up 500 balloons. All right. Beat it. Deuces. Joining me now is Miss Coronavirus Survivor herself and model, Madison Rempe, right there, senior at Wycliffe High School. Welcome in, Maddie. Hello. We have but a few fleeting moments, but let's go ahead and get your latest coronavirus update. You're now weeks past it. Mm-hmm. You're back out public. Smoking weed and drinking, partying up a storm. Yeah. Have you recontracted? Uh, no. No. Great news. Party <laughs> on, Wayne. No. Uh, in all seriousness, though, you're uh, a couple weeks uh, past everything now. So, uh, how do you feel? And your thoughts about the vaccine coming out? And where do you think we're going to be at the turn of the year? Um. Well, I feel fine now. 
even though I never really felt sick. I just still can't taste. It's been over a month, so that sucks. So annoying. Um, but I think that there's probably going to be some dumb people that won't take the vaccine because they choose not to believe in science and they choose to listen to dumb people, but that's okay. And Is it? Hopefully, no, it's not. All right. But hopefully um, by the new year, people will finally realize that it is real and they will choose to do something about it and take the vaccine so it can be gone by my 18th birthday. All right. Will you, when it comes out and it's available for you, take the vaccine? Yes. Worried about your eyeballs falling out or your skin catching on fire? No. All right. Good news. Uh, I asked Marley this question. I'll ask you. You're getting ready to end your high school career, and this has been a senior year, unlike we have never experienced before. Plus, you're living in a different city and finishing out in our original city where you started school. So what's senior year been like for you, and has it been disappointing? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I sit in my bed and do my classes. And that's it. Hmm. Uh, no you homecoming. Hope, do you hope that there'll be a uh, a prom of some sort? Yeah, if I don't get prom, I'm going to be pretty mad. But pretty I mad. don't think we're going to get one. All right, let's talk about college. Where are we applied to right now? And or are we accepted anywhere? Um, I applied to Kent and I got accepted there. Kent in the bag. All right. And they also want me in their honors college. Yes! Uh-huh. You know what that means. Cash money. That's right. <laughs> And then I also applied to Loyola in Chicago. Shout out to Chicago. What do we know about that? Um, nothing yet. Oh, all right. But you never know. We got like a week. We got a week to well, find out? I applied. What's the date? I applied a week ago. Hey, now that I'm thinking about it, Bobby, have you cr- finished your FAFSA yet? Yes. You did? Yes. Are you lying? Are you lying on public radio? I swear it. <laughs> All right. Did you? All right. Um, Literally, me too. Did you do the embark, or did you go like you did your? Yes. The IRS buttons. Mm-hmm. We'll take a look at that later. Uh, what was what was I just asking? Oh, uh, college. So, so in Chicago. We'll find out maybe in a week, you said? Yeah. I think, I don't know when they're going to let me know, but I applied on November 30th. Okay. Because the deadline was December 1st, because I wasn't going to apply, and then I decided last minute, why not? Why not? That's right. Because you were, never mind. That was what? You were upset that I wasn't applying. <laughs> I was hardly upset. I. Well, you weren't. I, I, what did I say? I said, why not apply if you get in? You don't have to go. We can find out what the financials are. Maybe it makes sense to go. Who doesn't want to go to Loyola, Chicago? I'll be up there every weekend hanging. No doubt. All right, ready for the lightning round? Yep. Here we go. It's called Would You Rather, and it's the answer right off the top of your head. Would you rather see one of your parents having an affair or see your spouse having an affair if you were married? Spouse. Mine. You would rather see your husband cheating than me or mom cheating on one another? Yes. Wow. That's a deep question right there. All right. Come into the microphone here. We're going to ask everybody the same question. Bobby, would you rather see mom or I having an affair on each other, or would you rather have your husband or wife uh, cheat on you? I'd rather see you or mom. Get up on the microphone. I would rather see you or mom. All right. Marley, would you rather see one of your parents having an affair or see your spouse when you get married having an affair? My spouse. Oh, my Lord. I don't like that question. It would be too traumatic to see mom or I cheating on one another. More traumatic than it's been all a lie. I've already been through it. But what? No, she has not been through it. Not no, not Lest you guys. Think, not you guys. All right, well, that's what your that was the topic of discussion, by the way. Oh, All right, uh, Marley, would you or Maddie? Would you rather have a road trip? <clears throat> would you rather your voice sound like Gilbert Gottfried or Fran Drescher? Fran Drescher. You would. Yes. All right. 
the nanny. Would you rather accidentally laugh loudly at a funeral or fart while giving a speech at a wedding? Laugh at a funeral. All right. And last but not least, would you rather get your hands stuck in a meat grinder or a blender? A blender. Oh, wow. <laughs> at least that's quick. All right. There's Maddie like from Wicklip. You messed it up. I, I, I don't even know why that came up. All right. Your time is up. Okay. Maddie, thank you for joining. And thanks to Bobby and thanks to Willis for joining me. Still rolling video. That's right. Through it. Through my beautiful New York City background. If anybody noticed that. And I, and I also hung uh, bookshelves up on the wall. Maybe you noticed that. All right, let me put these cards back. And I'll talk to you quickly about B&B Charcoal. Of course, we talked with Ed Riley earlier. BBCharcoal.com. Not all charcoal is created equal. First and foremost, charcoal is a heat source. You want to look for the most efficient way to cook outdoors. Second is taste and appearance. Benefits charcoal can give your food. Third is health and safety. Two major types, as we talked about, lump and briquettes. The key difference between lump and briquettes is that lump is 100% natural wood. Briquettes are made from byproducts of wood and using additives. Now, which one should you use? It's a personal decision. We tried to lead you down a few primed rose paths when Ed was on. But look, if you want to do big, long, overnight cooks, ripes, my cord stuck underneath the friggin' wheel. Uh, I'll have to get it later. If you want to do the long stuff, briquettes, it's consistent, they're uniform, you know what they're going to get, all the good stuff. If you want more high heat, then I would say lump, you know, somewhere in that three to four hour range or less. Definitely something you want to look into on the lump side. Plus, uh, the big thing for me, if you're doing briquettes, especially if you're using something other than B&B charcoal, you have a really good chance as you go overnight that as it starts to ash out, you could be smothering your fire, and we certainly don't want to do that. BBCharcoal.com. Uh, Ace is the place you want to go. Give them a call or order online, and they will ship free to your local Ace, and you can go from there. And once again, as that said, make a relationship with the manager out there. Maybe they will start stocking stuff for you. Yes, they will. They do it for me. They'll do it for you. I'm nobody. BBCharcoal.com. That's BBCharcoal.com. And we will do a quick watch segment and wrap it up. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back. This portion brought to you by The Smoke Sheet, a free weekly newsletter that keeps you in the know on everything happening in the barbecue world, including top news, events, recipes, and more. Go to bbqnewsletter.com and sign up for free. A great all-in-one resource covering the live fire industry brought to you by Ryan Cooper and Sean Ludwig. All right, because I am constantly trying to refine... Let's go ahead and do it. Head on over to the watch can. That's right. Go ahead, and here we go. So uh, this week's watch is the bowl of... So last week, I had the bowl of a precisionist, as you would recall. It was the 
uh, stainless and titanium bracelet. It had the custom uh, lug covers that were painted by Stephen DeFranco. Uh, this watch I'm about to show you also brought to you by Stephen DeFranco. Jewel. Well, not brought to you. I mean, I paid for it. But purchased at Stephen DeFranco, which can be found at StephenDeFrancoJewelers.com. But I think if you just Google Stephen DeFranco Jeweler, it will come up. It's the one in Willoughby. Uh, this is the uh, Bolova Accutron. And there's, uh, I think I've heard the term uh, steampunk thrown around on this one. And it is, uh, this is, a, I guess, what you would call a rose gold in color. And it is a chronometer. Is that the right word? So it's got the, these three buttons here. And then you have the uh, traditional, um, you know, time on the outside. But then you have those three little rings in the middle chronometer chronometer you know one of those so you have uh at the as you're looking at it so it would be top left you can see that uh, hand sweeping across so that's the actual uh seconds hand and then you have uh the two yellow ones uh which will would keep track if you actually activated the uh so if i activate that second hand to start uh ticking now um the uh, yellow ones will then start to keep track as you get into minutes and hours and all that other stuff. And you go ahead and hit the top one again and then hit the bottom one. That will cycle the second hand back to the top of the hour. Uh, rose gold, this is probably in that 41 to 43 uh, millimeter case. Uh, I really dig the lugs on this watch. Once again, the lugs would be these things here um, down at the bottom. And uh, I don't know what the lug measurement is on that, but it's probably like a 22 millimeter, somewhere along these lines. Uh, I really like this watch a lot. This watch, almost I almost stopped wearing this watch because the band that came with it, uh, while it did have a nice deployment clasp underneath, uh, single fold, the band itself, like you know this part right here, was not comfortable. And uh, I found myself going away from wearing that watch. And when you wear watches, like that's one thing that you don't want to do. You want uh, every watch that you have in your collection and every collection doesn't have to be something that's like mega high end or anything like that or only Rolexes. Or, I mean, whatever you can afford, but wear them. I mean, don't buy a watch unless you're investing certain things uh, or you, you know, you buy high end Rolex watches strictly for the investment. Well, then you put those away, but for me, watches are to be worn. Uh, it's really like the only accessory piece of jewelry that I would buy or something along these lines. So this goes with a lot of different things. Um, but that band, I was figuring, you know, I'm not going to, to wear that. I was going away. I was figuring reasons to not wear it. So I went up to Stephen DeFranco's and I said, I've fallen out of love with the band. And he brought out a selection of bands and we found this really nice uh, leather band. It's got some nice white piping on it. Complements the face of the watch here. And it is uh, easily 100 times more comfortable than the band that I was using before. So uh, this is, again, the Bolova uh, Accutron watch. Uh, this is their high-end watch. Uh, well, it used to be the high-end watch. Now they have uh, skeleton watches and all this other stuff that you can get that are uh, much more expensive than this watch. I think originally this watch was retailing in the $500, $600 range. I got the Barbecue Buddy discount. In fact, if you still call Stephen DeFranco right now, I'll put it up later. If you still call Stephen DeFranco right now and tell him you're a Barbecue Central Show listener, he will still give you a hookup. Believe it or not. So just uh, let me tell you what the website is. Give me one second as we close. I got stephendefranco.com. S-T-E-V-E-N-D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O. stephendefranco.com. I buy all my jewelry there uh, for my wife. Uh, my watch is there mostly. Going there tomorrow to meet a watchmaker that lives on the west side of Cleveland, the Philip and Company watches. So very excited for that. So there's watch cam this week, the Bolova Accutron. What do I have next? I guess we'll have to wait and see. 
Hey, all the way back in the first hour was Meathead from AmazingRibs.com, and we talked about beef roast, and we talked about gifts to give your uh, barbecue lover. Am I? Okay. It's getting freaked out. I thought it was bleeding through my cotton there. Yikes. Uh, we talked about beef roast and gifts to give your live fire lover. Second hour, Ed Riley's first appearance, the director of sales and marketing for BB Charcoal. BBCharcoal.com is the website. And we close it out with the open segment with a update of the ladies from my house. That's right, Bobby, Maddie, and Mark. Big show planned for you next week. It is the third Tuesday, so Stephen Reichlin will make an appearance. I'm sure we'll talk about gifts with him and some cooking ideas for the holidays. Uh, he also celebrates Hanukkah, so we'll get some unique culinary ideas from him as far as that holiday is concerned because I know we have a lot of you that celebrate that as well. Robin Lindars is in and Kevin Coleman is going to be in as well. Uh, Actually, I think I'm lying to you. Let me pull up the schedule. There's no reason to lie to you. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Kevin Coleman will be on the 22nd. Andy Staples is going to be in at 35 past the hour. Yes. We'll talk about how he won a Wagyu brisket from me because he had more faith in the Cleveland Browns than I did, amongst other things. Uh, Plus Robin Lindars, plus Stephen Reichlin, and many other topics to discuss. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Hi, this is Austin Parsons, pitmaster with Smoky Mountain Q in Nashville, Tennessee, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show.